You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And I am Evan Klosky. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other podcasting platforms. We are also on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. You can also email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. We are pleased to be joined by Evan Klosky, sports director of Channel 10 WTSP Tampa Bay. Uh, unfortunately, the Rays are in the midst, as of this recording, of a four-game losing streak, possibly, likely, soon to be a five-game losing streak. Evan, what gives? What's going on as you sip your quote-unquote green tea? Yeah, green tea. You know, um, it's a culmination of things. It, it starts with it starts with the starting pitching, which has been a big problem. You know, usually you have Shane McClanahan sort of as a stopper in all of this. But the the problem is what makes good teams good and bad teams bad is the bad ones don't line up. The, the offense and the pitching don't line each other up. And let's go look at the beginning of the year with the Rays. I mean, the offense was able to carry bad pitching days. The good pitching days were able to carry some weaker hitting days, which back then were about, you know, maybe three runs, four runs or so. So there's a lack of combinations. So when you go back to the Zach Eflin start, amazing outing from a starter, the hitting doesn't show up. Then you go back to the day afterwards where uh, Yoni Torino's got the start or sorry, he got the bulk innings and you had Littell start. The hitting comes out firing in the first three innings and the pitching stinks. So, and then you go to the game that's going on here uh, as, you know, by this recording, it's entering the bottom of the 10th, three to one Phillies. Tremendous bullpen day from everyone you would expect to be on that postseason roster. The home run Deakman gave up wasn't even a bad pitch. You just tip your cap sometimes. Uh, the best performance from that bullpen, easily, bar none. Uh, and the hitting, non-existent outside of an Isak Paredes home run. They're just unable to really generate any threats. I give Wander Franco a lot of respect for his crazy – I think he had a 12-pitch at bat. I think that's what it totaled. Yeah. And um, ultimately couldn't come through in that spot. But, I mean, that was a major league at bat. We don't see that often with this team. It's a lot of early encounter, count, rolling over, just striking out. I think the approach has gone completely. They are flailing, not working counts. They are not trying to get on base. Um, and they're doing the same things that the 2022 team did versus what we saw at the beginning of this year with that killer mentality, hard to get out tough batters, forcing starters out of the game early, even if they didn't score runs. They're just completely out of whack. I think you mentioned it yesterday. They're tired. They look defeated. Um, they look like they need a break. And um, I believe 
I have to double check this. I counted it yesterday, but I have to double check this. Counting the Phillies finale here, they've gone the last nine games. In eight of those nine games, they've had a stretch where they did not score a run in five or more consecutive innings. So they just lay dormant. I mean, that could be, you know, like they score innings one through three and then they stop. They score uh, in the first and the fourth stop. You know, it, uh, they they went through innings one through eight, nothing, and then score in the ninth. So, I mean, just a lot of nothing. There's like yeah. there's no momentum ever generating with this offense to where people are feeling good. It just it, it like they get it for a second and then it's gone the next inning. We attributed it to fatigue, Kevin and I, on yesterday's show. Like, it just looks like they're tired. Do you see something else besides fatigue from this team uh, that could explain this? Or is it just fatigue plus, hey, they hadn't lost more than uh, three games uh, in this season. So it makes sense that, hey, you're going to lose five, six in a row in in a 162-game season. Yeah, I think it's a a regression to the mean coming down from that 13-game winning streak, coming down from all the insane batting averages they had to start, all the home runs that were unexpected. Yandy hasn't gone deep in a while. Harold Ramirez hasn't gone deep in a while. Josh Lowe, his power, you know, outside of uh, of one game here, I, like I think he's hit one home run in like a month and a half. Uh, if you didn't have Luke Rayleigh, Who's yeah. bopping them out consistently? You know, uh, Luke Rayleigh's really and, and and Luke wasn't in the lineup yesterday. Who's you know you have Yandi who's able to get on base. You have Wander who's usually able to generate some pressure. But did, I mean, the catching position is completely stuffed. Um, it's a, it's an auto out at this point, and there just is not a you know and and Siri is all or nothing. So. I mean, it's just it's it's literally all the concerns that we felt entering the season with this offense. They're all right back in our face, every single one of them. Um, and the Rays are going to have to seriously answer some questions of whether um, there's going to be a natural uptick in success for some of these players or um, are they going to have to really make some tough decisions and, and cut bait and figure that out so i'm i'm glad you mentioned that because i i know that off air we have spoken about this so let's just bring it out in the in the open here i don't understand i mean i do understand what is happening with jonathan aranda he is just killing triple a pitching triple a pitching is not mlb pitching however either bring him up or trade him to get the team better because I think you're just going to just well, who, who, make I mean, this the trade, guy in limbo? the trade, the trade has to be there. You know, it takes two to tango. And the thing is, I, you know, I, I wanted Aranda up over Bruhan when uh, Lau was on the IL. Who you know, wouldn't? I, and and I felt that was necessary. But in that in that time period, they were also going through win loss win. Loss. They were staying 500 and they were maintaining their pace. And it, you know, there's no rush to do anything. Might as well keep the good defense. Now is where now it's a losing streak. Now things are, are crappy. Now you need a jolt. You know, now it can't be like things are still fine. Things are still fine. They are in the grand scheme of things. I mean, you lose this game, you're still up four in the division. It would still take a sweep from Baltimore in a four game set to just tie you. 
But yeah, I mean, you have to push a button to kind of spark something. And my big issue is I don't know, I don't know who you send down. They're stuck. They're no. stuck with who they have. I, 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 yes, right now, yes. But if I if I want to live in the past, just for the next couple minutes, and just bear with me here, the whole thing was Vidal Bruhan gives you more uh, defensive uh, prowess than 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 Jonathan Aranda, and he gives you versatility. Boys, do you want to take a gander at how many times um, Vidal Bruhan started a game in from June fifth? Uh, until July second, any game that wasn't at second base, do you guys want to just just think about how many times he started a game that wasn't at second base? Goose egg. Goose egg. Don't tell me you you don't tell me versatility when you don't use his versatility. And and, and again, tell me one highlight real catch that Vidal Bruhan did a game saving catch. A diving stop by Vidal Bruhan. My goodness, what a glove. No. No, you didn't get that. And you got goose egg of production with, with the bat. I understand the thought process. But Jonathan Aranda does not need to prove anything to anybody in AAA. So, again... Either move him up and make a tough decision with the twenty. What is that? What is that decision? It, I mean, it could be Harold Ramirez, right? So trading Harold Ramirez, or it could trading... be an option. Sure, yeah. I mean, Harold Ramirez for for all the 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 the, the positivity that that I think he brings to the clubhouse, and and that's a really big thing. But if you just want to name names, I mean, the guy doesn't give you a lot of glove, and he smashes lefties, but lefties, he's seeing more righties than, than lefties. It's just the short side of the platoon. It's just it's just normal to, to be able to see more righties than lefties. So if there's a name to be picked out, I think he's he's the first one to go. But I'm just strictly thinking about why wasn't Aranda up when Bruhan? Because well, I would be more shocked if now, if there's a spot or an injury comes through the pipeline, then I would have a big question if Vidal Bruhan gets the call again instead of Jonathan Aranda, unless the Rays are holding their cards close to the vest and saying, look at what Jonathan Aranda is doing, triple and A, triple A, look what he could do for your team. That's exactly uh, what's happening. Okay. That's exactly what's happening. They're, it's just trade bait now. And it's, and it's, and it's kind of, it's very frustrating as a fan to know that that's exactly what's happening. They're just building up his value so that somebody goes, oh, we got to get this guy. But pull the trigger, man. And and I know, Evan, you said it, it takes another team to tango, and you're 100% right. But you're telling me right now that there are 29 other teams that are just saying, nope, I'm holding on. Like, there's not one yeah, good I... trade that can happen with Jonathan Aranda on the table? Really? I mean... I mean, there's probably a trade that can be had or, you know, it, it's it's so much more complicated than I just want to like if you're in a fantasy baseball league and you have a stuffed position, it's not like you can be like, yo, 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 trade me that person. They're going to be like, I'm good. Or it's like, OK, give me this person. No, I'm not going to give you that person. I want to give you this person. It's like, well, I guess we're not going to come to a deal. All right. Call up the next team. Hey, are you willing to trade this person? What are you going to give me? I mean, it's a whole like it. And again, the trade deadline is not for another three weeks three four weeks so you have teams that are kind of i'm not sure if i'm ready to fully sell yet let me see how my team does another couple of weeks so 
you know, right? Like uh, the, the the Mets, for example, you want to call up the Mets and say, hey, I want some of your, your players. Uh, uh, last week, it was sell, sell, sell. Now they're on a little bit of a heater. Now you start getting belief. Now you hold on to your pieces. I got some time. We can work out a deal. Uh, it could, we can, we got 25 days really, if we want to do something. So why not wait till the 24th? You just, it's complicated. So there's no quick fix. I would say, yeah. I mean, entering the second half of the season, the the Rays are going to have to make a really tough decision. I think with a couple of players, one of them you mentioned is Harold Ramirez. Uh, Now last season, he kind of did this too, where he would have amazing months and then like a 250, 240 month. And, but the thing is, his highs have not been as high this year. So he was 338 in April, which is amazing. Uh, but he actually had four months last year where he was 339 or more in a month, which is crazy to think about, right? Yeah. This should, if you remember how good Harold is. And that's how good he has to be to really be an effective Major League Baseball player because he doesn't really provide much else. Um, so then he, you know, then he dipped in, uh, in May to like a 250 something average. And then he rose back up to a 313 average. And then now, uh, you know, this past month, it was around 240. So typically that means a, a surge is coming, but you're probably going to give Harold Ramirez the rest of July to see if that surge comes. But if it doesn't, and it's a trade deadline and Aranda's still in triple a, I have a tough time believing that Aranda's not going to get that job, um, especially if Harold's not providing the hitting against lefties, which was his ace in the hole. Um, and he got he got a swarm of lefties in this 3-1 loss um, and didn't do anything with it. Still. So, you know, I, look, there's there's some hitting into bad luck, too, involved. There, not, nothing's really going their way. Like, Yandy Diaz hits one up the middle, bounces off the guy's glove, goes right to the first baseman. Isak Fredes rips a ball to at, at third base, and Baum makes a great play. Baum, you know, charges on Isak Fredes, makes a great play. Um, Taylor Walls smokes a ball off the middle. Guy makes a diving play. Yeah, where are all these great plays run. coming from with the Phillies, who were one of the worst teams in baseball, according they to did, the they did it. They did this in the playoffs last year, right? They, they ebb and flow, and – all, you know, in the postseason last year, all of a sudden the Philadelphia Phillies learned how to play defense. Um, and that's how they made it to a World Series in part. And and right now they look like a, a World Series contender. I'm sorry, a, a playoff contender and, and someone who can cause some noise in there, especially with that lineup. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, like every time you want to complain about the hitting, um, then the starting pitching backfires. And then when the, 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 the pitching shows up, the hitting's nowhere to be existent. They're just they're just disjointed. And they've been disjointed ever since they made that, that trip out to Oakland, that West Coast road trip. And, um, you know, for Rays fans out there, look on the bright side that no matter what, they're going to enter. They're going to enter the all-star break as the AL East leader. Um, and that you can at least take into the break. Um, I think I read somewhere what the 2008 Rays, I believe, went into the all-star break on a seven-game losing streak. That's so, correct, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so this stuff happens. But yeah, I, I think even when we talk post 13-0, and 0, I think I mentioned – I have to go back to those teams. I think I mentioned there's, there's a really bad losing streak coming to equalize that. 
and this seems to be the time. And this is usually the toughest time in a season for a player, too, because you're so far away from the postseason, yet the grind is starting to hit you. And um, you have a bunch of young players, and you start wondering maybe if they didn't properly pace themselves correctly uh, at this point. But, uh, you know, they're, they're not this bad of a team. They'll swim out of the funk. Things will get better. It's just, you know, you had a moment in the season where the high was extremely high. You're in a part of the season where the low is is pretty low. It can get worse. <laughs> they play the Braves. Um, a, 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 a nine-game losing streak isn't out of the question with that. So, um, or I should say an eight-game losing, eight losing streak. Eight-game losing streak isn't out of the question with that. So, um there's a part of me that hopes that maybe the Braves coming into town gives them something to be excited about facing what probably in, in most opinions, the best team in baseball. And maybe this is kind of like a, it's time for us to, to wake the F up moment. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't hype you up and the, the possibility of facing some, some former Rays on that uh, Brave squad. And last I checked, I looked at the numbers and I think, the Braves. Yep, they had a million All Stars this year. <laughs> that was the number. Amazing. Um, we have more to discuss, but first we have to tell you this: Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Just download the game time app, create an account for yourself, and then use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create that account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. I'll say it a third time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, Ulysses, I want to touch on something real quick. So are you suggesting or are you saying that today or going into the Brave series, would you do something if you were the Rays to move Harold Ramirez or somebody else off the roster to give Jonathan Aranda a chance? No, no, no. My whole okay. point was – the argument was with Bruhan, he gives you versatility, he gave you none. Oh, he gives you more defense. Somebody in the comments section, please tell me that one great highlight reel. I, yeah, I, I again, I have not watched every single inning or instance of race baseball, but that I have not seen there is not a lengthy list of oh my god, that was a great play or a great at bat or a great moment from M uh, from Vidal Brujan. So I'll take the guy that just destroyed triple a. Yeah. He, that doesn't mean he'll destroy MLB pitching, but I, I, and again, it's frustrating because it's exactly what you said, Kevin, it's let's amp up the value up here. Look what he's doing in triple a so that you can make a trade. Like, and he's just, he's trade bait by this point. Like it's, it's because it doesn't make sense. If the Rays don't trade him, then Either uh, then, then they did something. Then something wrong happened. Maybe, maybe they have a long play of of Jonathan Aranda in the sense that they don't want to stunt his growth, stunt his development, 
knowing that if they had called him up instead of Vidal Brujan, he wouldn't be getting the reps and the opportunities that they believe he deserves just based on the the roster structure of the team. I mean, I... But when would he? In my, well, here's my thing. It, I agree with that to a sense, but the thing is, Aranda would be starting against all righties, and for the most part, that means he can get pretty regular at that's and he's no different than any other player on this team who gets maybe like one or two off days a week. So, I mean, right, like Rayleigh and, and Lowe, I would, you know, at least Rayleigh, who, you know, maybe pound for pound, the best hitter on this team right now behind Yandy Diaz and, and Wander Franco. Um, you know, he even he's not playing against lefties, right? You got to pull him out of the lineup. So that's, I mean, I will also mention this. This team is really in probably in need of a right-handed bat. Um, I think Nelson Cruz was DFA'd, bring him back. I think they're, I think they're, they're lefty. I think that shows kind of how exposed they are against lefties. Um, when you have to pull low Rayleigh Lau out of the lineup, those are three pretty good hitters. And I know people raise fans don't give Lau much respect anymore, but you know, Lau is, at least supposed to be when healthy, when doing what he's supposed to do, one of your better hitters. And I mean, those are three guys who you rely on a lot pulled out of the lineup. So, um, you know, for me, you're not going to get anything for Howard Ramirez. I can see him as a kick in, like uh, we're going to give you a bunch of players and we have to clear a, a, a 40 man spot. So please, you know, take him. He'll go into your lineup. You can. Yeah, I think he's more him. valuable than that. I, so you're saying that the Rays need a righty bat, but they would get rid of or move off of Hill Ramirez? I feel like you have to keep him a part of this. Well, I mean, probably. It, it, it's it's a catch-22 because, yeah, I mean, he's your, your best probably lefty hitter, but he he doesn't really I think Harold Ramirez – I, I wouldn't do anything with Harold Ramirez until – 2023 offseason quite frankly i agree i agree uh, i don't think you have to again like you, we said this like a few a few weeks ago like well actually you did kevin don't mess with the team chemistry with the lineup and everything's working right now right i think this is just fatigue and regression it's just frustrating to see because you were up here so for so long that seeing them struggle this much is, is, is very hard yeah i mean at this point you know i'm just saying they're really crunched like if they want to, if if this offense goes the way that it has been, which is very 2022, which again I don't expect it to be this bad for that long, but it is a concern when they're in a five-game losing streak and looking like crap. Yeah. Um, you have to worry about what is the worst-case scenario. I'm not suggesting that they would trade Harold. I'm saying if they get a larger deal where they need to move someone off the 40 man, I can see them bring someone who can fill that spot, bring him in, throw them Harold, bring up Jonathan and you have some sort of answer. It all has to make sense. So, I mean, without actually names and deals, yeah. I'm really speaking out of my ass, but you know, I'm just saying that it, I don't think, I don't think he's a no trade. Like we're going to keep him here what most likely is going to happen at this point is Aranda is going to be stuck down there until the two extra men are added to the, the roster and they'll bring him up and they'll carry that as their platoon DH. When they have a little bit extra work with, he'll be their hitter. And then, you know, you, you get an extra arm involved, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, really, at the deadline, they 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 need to attack a high leverage relief pitcher. Please, they need, they need to get a depth starting pitcher to get them through this regular season, you know, um, and and potentially a break glass if needed in the playoffs. But they definitely need somebody to help them, especially if Taj Bradley, you know, his peripherals tell me that he's better than what he's done. Like I, I expect him yeah. to, to kind of do boomerang and have a couple of really good starts again. But there is a little bit of the rookie wall and there is a little bit of that, you know, you wonder if he's going to break through that. So you, you, you do need some inning eaters who are serviceable and able to not, you know, maybe they're not the greatest, but they're not going to blow you up either. Yoni Torinos, I don't know how much they can keep throwing him. Honestly, yeah. he was yeah. playing even before, even when he was like at the beginning of good, his baseball savant page was, was colder than Fargo. It just was like, it really was um, a little bit of fool's gold. And I, I can't really pinpoint, you know, like even, you know, people want to go, oh, we just had a good start against Arizona. I mean, he went six innings, he gave up seven hits. It's just that it, you know, he, they spread him out. So everything got spread out. But it's not it's not like a great game. He just avoided disaster. He avoided, you know, he down he danced around issues. You can so, only do that for so long. Correct. And some nights it works out for you. The other night it didn't. He just got peppered in the same inning. So yeah. it just, you know, there there's that. And they really they really need to to visit again the, the catcher position. Um I'm not really willing to give everything away for a catcher. Um, no, no, no. The, the, the move was Sean Murphy. It didn't work out because they asked for too much, and then they got way less by the Braves. You, what, what are we? What are they gonna look? Jan Gomes? Like, come on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's out there. I mean, can, they, can the Braves make a wrong move in free agency or trade? They just seem to be acing the test every single time here. Yeah, the, the the Braves are incredible, and they're coming to town with the Rays in a five-game losing streak. But you know what, boys? We scrapped baseball trivia last week. We're not doing that again. Yes. I'm going with baseball trivia. We got to pick up the mood for our, our Locked on Race people. In front of me for baseball trivia, I've got the 1995 box score of Game 1 of the World Series of the Atlanta Braves, which, by the way, they won that game. In that box score, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 people took at bats, or at least were in the box score. Maybe they were pinch hitting, okay, pinch running, etc. 12 people wearing a Braves uniform in Game 1 of the 95 World Series. 12. Can you name, with both of you, Five of these twelve names. Well, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones. Chipper Jones is correct, batting third at third base. Uh, Andrew Jones is incorrect, strike one. Oh, man, I guess it was a little bit too soon for him. Um, so this, I guess, it's my turn. I mean, uh, yeah. Evan was just swinging. Like, uh, I thought those were the two easy ones. Doesn't stop no. swinging. Um, so this is just position players, correct? Box score. And remember, you're in 95. So that's all I'll say. That's way too much, too many hints. 
In what game? Game one. Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox is correct. I gave oh, you too much. I, I, yeah. I, that's I, critical I, thinking skills. Yeah, yeah I ruled. <laughs> no, that's I me ruled. giving you the answer, man. <laughs> no, I ruled out. No, I'm, I'm really happy you caught on, Kev, because I didn't. Because um, when I was like about the name Maddox, and you said the position players, I'm like, oh, throw them out. Um, dumb. Uh, I'm between two. Was Javi Lopez the catcher for that team? Is that a guess? Uh, I don't know. I don't like your response there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a guess? <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Uh, yeah. You're correct. Javi Lopez entered as a defensive replacement. He did not take an at bat. Uh, Javi Lopez is correct. Well, lucky. Uh, I think I got one. Okay. And this guy didn't just play baseball, but also played football. He played football for, I believe, the Falcons. Brian Jordan. Oh, that was going to be mine. Incorrect. Strike oh, my goodness. That was going to be mine, though. You guys are going early with Jones and... Jordan. Um, Strike two. You guys shorten that swing, baby. You guys have Chipper Jones. You have Javi Lopez. You have Greg Maddox. You need two more. Or you guys are going to hate it if you don't get this. Kev, was McGriff on that team? Uh, he might have been. He did play for the Braves for five, six years, and I think around that time frame. All right, I'll go McGriff. The Crime Dog is your last answer? Yeah. Crime Dog is correct. Very good. Batting fourth. Playing first base is Fred McGriff. I'll give you the rest of these names. Because you got Jones. You got Chipper Jones. You got Fred McGriff. You got Javi Lopez. You got yeah. Greg Maddox. No, you need one more. You need one more. Yeah. You got four. I got ahead of myself. You got four. Okay. Evan, any names jump out to you? Um, it's about to give you a big name too at biting batting leadoff. Batting leadoff for the Braves in 1995. You both love this guy, which is insane. Did he play for the Rays? Or the Devil Rays? No. We both love this guy. 1995. You both have brought this name up, like, unsolicited. He's got to be like a slap hitter, like the prototypical leadoff guy. Oh, you know what? I think I got one for you. Okay. My, that, how did I not think of this? My distant relative, Walt Weiss. <laughs> is that an actual, is that an actual guess? <laughs> Incorrect. He is not on this box score, but I will give you the rest of these names. The first one, the leadoff guy playing center field, Marcus Grissom. Um, Second base, Mark Lemke, Chipper Jones, Fred McGriff. This one's going to hurt, boys. David Justice playing in right uh, field. This one's also going to hurt a little bit less. Ryan Klesko batting in, uh, in left. Klesko. Mike Devereaux, Charlie O'Brien, uh, Luis Polonia, Javi Lopez, Rafael Belliard, and Greg Maddox. David Justice should have been gotten. Yeah. I regret that one. Yeah, that one. That one's a big one. 
Maced out. Uh, Marcus quick, Grissom. You guys have both said Marcus Grissom before in this show. Quick, quick. Uh, we gotta do. We name that word quickly. Like, like, let's let's just. Do, I love Bennett. I'm sorry. Off the hip. Off. Okay. Off the hip. Off the hip. Okay. Uh, no thought. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Walt Weiss didn't play for the Braves till '98. Uh, Rafael Fercal. What is his career war? Off the hip. Off the hip. 18. Rafael Fercal. Um, Eighteen point eight. What'd you say? Eighteen point eight. Twenty one. No, you guys are – he was a great player. 39.5 <laughs> career war. Three-time All-Star, 2011 World Series champion, rookie of the year. Very good numbers across the board. Um, yeah, there it is. I really so, – okay, can we, do, hip, yeah. can we do – can we do name that – can we do two name that wars in the future? One that we can actually, like, think about and synthesize the career. But another where it's like you legit have – Five seconds. You have to give it quickly. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> We've we got uh, uh, um, an idea by uh, an OG listener um, that was to combine like who has the higher war, Zobrist or Furcal, and so like you have to okay who has the higher war like that would be really cool. Oh, that's um, a tough one. Hey, that's pretty good too. He actually gave us the same idea, uh, the same idea for an episode with uh, Ryan Sandberg, Mr. Hill. Yeah, yeah. maybe we uh, put it out to the audience. What would you prefer? You do a, a rapid fire name that war and a more, um, more, uh, yeah, more uh, thought into the second name that war or the who has the higher career war. Maybe we, we get it up. Uh, one week some. one, one week the other, the third one. There we go. Right we can always one. switch it up. Yeah. We're not, uh, we're not rigid here. No. All right, uh, Evan, how can people find your work? At Ekloski WTSP. Uh, that's on Twitter. I sometimes send out trade proposals that nobody likes. Um, and then <laughs> and then you can also go to 10tempbay.com where we're, uh, you know, we got you covered on Rays, you know, Bolts off season. You know, Pat Maroon gets traded. Alex Kloran signs in Anaheim. Uh, Bucks off season. The training camp's about to start in a few weeks. So we'll have you covered there. And then, of course, to raise, um, we should be around for the next time they win a game. Who knows when that is? But, you know. No, they are going. Uh, how many wins do they have this season? They've got 57, baby. Okay, they will be going 57 and 105. Yeah. Yep, Competing with the Royals. Their final record. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be uh, right there with the Royals and uh, the Athletics. That's what anti-social uh, media tells me. So, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Real quickly. Two very quick questions. Will Wander Franco have a higher career war than Rafael for call at 39.5? Yes. Yes. Will he will Wander Franco have a higher career war than Rafael for call just in a raised uniform? Yes. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Listeners, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you.